said it's uh, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you what it is, exactly what it is. It's Bug Out Square. It's Mutiny Radio. It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. So many things. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Well, what is a vigilante man? Tell me what is a vigilante man? Has he got a gun and a club in his hand? Is that a vigilante man? Rainy night down in the engine house. Sleeping just as still as a mouse. Man come along and he chases out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days we pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that a vigilante man. I didn't come around to tell you what's going on. We got a couple special guests. We got um, uh, Melina and uh, Casey. Gonna, they're 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 gonna be here for the comedy fest, and and we're gonna find out what makes them tick and and uh, what makes them think that they can make us tick faster. Round from town to town, I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the
that's uh, that's uh, that's David Bowie. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, is this how is it going to be like this really? <laughs> Already, David. Um, yeah, this is Bug Out Square Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st and Florida in the beautiful Mission, where it's uh, always flat and sometimes sunny, and it's uh, it's dark right now. Um, but it was a nice day. It's uh, they say it may never rain again, so um, just you know, I'm really enjoying uh, <laughs> the uh, beautiful uh, early March weather. Um, yeah. So um, let me. I got to do a little housekeeping here before we get this going. Um, of course, this is pledge uh, year, and we're we'll be we're always begging for money. Um, if you've given. Thank you so very, very much. If you're thinking about giving, uh, you know, it's, uh, you could you could do worse things with your money. Um, <coughs> no obligations, really. We're just trying to um, just get things together. We got some, uh, we got, you know, like rent and light bill, those sort of things. <laughs> you know, the essentials. We're working on it. Um, so there is a GoFundMe. Uh, if you come through the website, if you can, please give also this first week of march is um comedy week uh comedy fest um i don't know it's probably the third or fourth one maybe the fourth even fifth one i'm getting hand signals here so i'm going to bring up these mics we got um uh casey and melina all right so casey i'm going to bring yours up and you want to hello and then uh melina i think is this at you hi uh excellent first try um so uh, you guys just uh, hang hang tight for a minute. I want to um, tell uh, all our legions of listeners what we listen to. So that was uh, David Bowie um, off the Aladdin Sane record. Before that was Cotillion. Um, they are a uh, San Francisco band that I happened to see and uh, bought the record. And I like that's a good record. I don't know what it is though. It's the writing is so. Um, yeah, I just I can't figure it out. But Cotillion with a C, C O T I double L O N. Uh, check it out. It's a really good kind of um, lo-fi. Well, no, it's actually it's high quality, but kind of good uh, folk music kind of thing. Talking Heads from the Speaking in Tongues. Yeah, I don't know. Again, with the small writing. Speaking in Tongues is the record though. Uh, Roxy Music from the um, I don't know if they were even. Naming their records back then, the Roxy Music record, <laughs> um, and it was uh, both ends burn in uh, Siren. That's the, the record. And before that, we had Beck from Morning Phase um, doing uh, uh, Morning. That's a good one. Can't believe I left that record in here for like a month, and apparently it's still here. I'm very impressed. And we opened up with Donna Summer. Uh, uh, I feel loved, um, and I do. What about you guys? Uh, what drives you? Does love uh, drive the, the comic, uh, Casey? Yes. <laughs> our hatred for ourselves and our love for laughter. Is, it, is, is there um, a certain amount of self-loathing in the community? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And how does that – is that um, – does that help the comedy? I or don't know. I sometimes wonder I – th- I actually sometimes wonder, like, boy, I'd be a lot funnier if I wasn't so depressed all the time. And then, I, then when I'm not as depressed, I can't – I don't write anything. I yeah. <laughs> My brand is self-deprecation. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Uh, so um, let's let's just I want to go you individually and um, and just uh, get a little uh, you know taster. 
So, um, Lena, what's uh, where are you from, and um, what do you do, and wh what's go what's going on with with you, Melina? So I'm from Portland, Oregon, and so the sun is very nice. <laughs> it's there's sort of amount of solar deprivation in those yes. parts. Yes, we've had a nice winter though, uh -huh. a lack of rain. Um, I'm currently a server at a senior living place, and so I get a lot of material. Um, so you live in a in a retirement home. Well, sometimes it feels like my home for how <laughs> long my shifts are, but <laughs> oh, you no. don't sleep. Oh, so you, that's your that's your uh, that puts bread on the table. Yes, as much as you can sneak out of the cafeteria. Right, <laughs> exactly. So um, Portland, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, you ever see this Portlandia show? Yeah, I didn't it like it. You didn't <laughs> like it? Does it? Um, I've I've I driven through like Portland once. I feel like it was once. overrated. Uh, overrated. Okay. Um, I understand. Did you? Were you like offended by the humor at all, or was it? Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought the jokes went on too long. Like they thought it was too funny. Oh, or you know, you know what the best way to deal with that is? You just watch like the first episode, and it's it was really good. So I don't have any like bad bad feelings. I felt right. I dealt with it the best way. I didn't watch it at all. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I I I um I'm intrigued with Portland. I mean, they're uh, just from what you hear. It just seems like. Everyone's cool. It is, yeah. But um, is there uh, uh, what's uh, what's the community like uh, as far as the comedy scene there in Portland? So there are more and more mics, uh, just comedy mics. Um, you can do like up to three or four a night. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, do people do that? Oh yeah. So is it like? you go in a posse or is everyone just kind of zipping I past mean one another? somewhat. Um, it doesn't necessarily help because then people leave a mic while you're performing so then it goes from a crowd to of an audience to like yeah, three or your four. Lunch friend but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, and they're just leaving to go. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's uh, that was a, that's a thing with open mics. Sometimes it's like you got uh, you know the it seems to be there's like that echelon. I don't know, it, it just from what I can get. I'm sure they're all different in every city. But I think just from human nature, uh, the aspect of it is that there's the there's the the big sheep on the hill, and that could be a group of people or whatever. And 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 they're like rolling in, doing their thing, killing, and then off to the next one. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's like no uh, regarding like listening or watching anybody yeah, else. Yeah, pretty much. And is that, I, and I found that, and I and I, I always throw this at the, the comedy uh, community, that th it's a very self-centered group, and I really, I just do it as a, uh, I just, I, I, I don't really mean that, but I just do it as kind of just poking a stick, because I come here for like open mics once in a while, or yeah. they kind of overlap. But it's, um, it's funny to, to watch that, and just, but there is some, but I think all you open micers out there that maybe you might want to stick around, right, for yeah. an act or two before you dodge over to the off-ramp yeah. or where, whatever <laughs> club you – I tend to stick around. I'm a good uh, audience member. How long have you been doing stand-up? About four years. So I remember uh, Jerry Seinfeld said, so you're like four years old. That's like – I guess <laughs> you're like <laughs> – so, I mean, uh, as far as uh, your comedic chops. But – Four years is um, four years. 
And how yeah. and how uh, and how does it feel like? Is it um, is it well more fun now or easier or harder? This or is my first festival, so that felt cool. Did you do a set? Have you yet to do? I have. It's uh, not this, is it? No. <laughs> Whew. No. Uh, I had a good set on Sunday night to make the tapes. Uh huh. Right on. Yeah, I uh, invited some family that lives in. San Francisco and L.A. And, and so they showed I up? Yeah, I mostly. I pretty much brought the crowd. <laughs> and uh, Well, that's fantastic. And that's so that all should be uh, archived for our enjoyment at some whenever we want, right, through the interweb? Yeah. All yeah. right, big. So um, are you going to do any more? I don't know how that works. If um, Festivals? Yeah, if you come, uh, do you have any other uh, slots booked uh, in the week? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, – I'm hosting the spec script. Uh, it was Chris Hotomy, but he uh, uh, it was just bought to me. So when, what day is that, and what time? Thursday. Okay. Seven, seven o'clock. Okay, and what? Um, and that's uh, it's a themed uh, kind of thing. So it? it's spec script is a uh, the there's a comic who writes an episode of a TV show that they've never seen. Okay. So I actually will be reciting a script that I wrote uh, from the episode of a show that's no longer airing, but One Tree Hill. Okay. Is it like a sketch thing or multiple people doing this? Yeah. All right. Like Dig it. It's all like cold coming into it? Or yeah. All right. Right on. Good. Good. Sounds fun. Yeah. And um, so your progression as a, as a, a comic, is it um, – you having more fun now, or yeah, is it stressful? Or I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, you feel like, I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, when you're like pursuing a, an art form, you know, it's like, are you know, like, I'm, am I doing this for kicks, or right. am I like super serious about this? Right. Do I want to be successful? Right. Um, uh, All of the above. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so. I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, if you uh, – and I don't know if you would want to take a couple minutes to uh, do a little bit of something or uh, – uh, uh, you know, I'm just sure. – <laughs> all right. So, um, well, let's see. I don't want to, like, try to set anything up, but um, right. <laughs> you're um, – so it's like, ah, all right, uh, Selena, hey, she's here from – she just came from the other place across town, and uh, she's got her – Two minutes. What do you say? Give it up for Melina. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see. I I recently um recently worked at Starbucks and. So my first day, the barista said, hey, uh, can I have your name? And I said, no, bitch, it's mine. <laughs> Get your own. After I had worked there a while, uh, a customer ordered a bacon Gouda sandwich. And I said, sounds good. Uh. <laughs> and then I said to myself about myself, you're fired. And so then I was freaking out, right? Like, no job. Seconds later, I was like, you're hired again. Like, don't, don't worry about it. I was recently on a show, 
and afterward a guy came up to me and he was like, you're funny. I was about to say thank you, and he was like, in a good way. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the clarification. I was confused. I recently got a job as a server at a senior living place. I was uh, helping my friend's grandma out, watching her while my friend was out of town. And I asked her if she wanted to take her pills, and she was like, no, I don't like you. I, I mean, I don't like me either most days, so <laughs> I get it. So I resorted to small talk. I was like, what's your favorite color? She was like, I have one, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Perfect. I was like, how are the pills looking now? She was like, I still don't like you. You're a popcorn girl. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant, so. <laughs> I asked what that meant. She was like, prostitute. But before you go thinking that I was having sex for money, I'm actually having sex for popcorn. Not sure how I feel about the business model, but I mean, it's my job, so <laughs> gotta get behind it. Thank you, I've been doing the best. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, uh, I like popcorn. Uh, I eat disgusting amounts of popcorn, and it's uh, pretty addicting. <laughs> Which happens, Casey? Hey, tell us about uh, about your uh, yourself. Where you where you live and where you come, where you grew up. I come from Boston. Hail from Boston. Uh, that's where I'm, I'm living now. I'm originally from Michigan, though. I'm okay. From the because you didn't say Boston, man. I no, I don't say Boston. No, I, my my wife though is a Somerville girl. She's a she's a hardcore Bostonian. Yeah. Okay. Got the accent, all that stuff. So. Me, that's up the house, Ma. Make us yeah. some coffee, please. Park the cow. Yeah. Um, what about we're in Michigan? I uh, I know Michigan. I'm from the hickey redneck part of Michigan called Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Michigan. I mean, I, it's so nice to be out here right now. The weather, yep. because the weather is so so beautiful. But uh, in Michigan, where I grew up, we uh, we uh, you know we didn't even have four seasons. We'd be marked by two seasons: nine months of snow and three months of whiskey ice fishing. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> That's about all we have there to go. But it, uh, I moved to Boston. My story is like any uh, any good story. My story is about a girl. I uh, I started doing comedy in Boston, and uh, I started doing comedy like a million years ago. I started in like uh, the early late late eighties, early nineties, right? Uh huh. Um, and wow. yeah, yeah lo long long <laughs> long time. And I should be a lot funnier by now. Uh, <laughs> so I. And I moved. I, I did. I, you know, I did okay. I did. Uh, I became a feature kind of a guy. Thirty minutes at, at good clubs. Uh -huh. Like I played the Riv in Vegas and uh, a lot of improv and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I moved into public speaking. I you know spent the next twenty. years. Are you a Toastmaster? No, the Toastmaster is sort of like the the. I don't want to say that's a cult. Isn't it's it? a pro. Kind it's, of a, it's the pro am. It's sort of like I want to be a speaker, so Toastmaster is going to teach me how. I, okay. I 
I skipped right. I skipped that and went right to I'm already a sweeper. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, and that's where I made my money for you know for a long time. But um, the economy hit and everything fell apart. And you know I still do this, the speaking stuff and that. But uh, I be- beat a 30 year pill addiction. And uh, yeah, and, and, and interestingly enough, when I got sober, my life fell apart. Like you know, I couldn't. No, nobody would hire me. Like all, all kinds <laughs> of. Sh- it's the funniest nope, thing in the world. Nope, nope. Too steady. So, but yeah, so I went. I went back to the small stage. I said, I'm just going to go back to small, small comedy. I'll work up a different kind of a you know pu- public speaking act because that can that pays the bills. Actually. Right. And uh, in 2000, about 2017 or something, I went back and just started micing in that, and then I you know started doing shows and getting booked and. Said, well, what the hell? I'm an old man, but these guys seem to still be okay. And you came, uh, um, so you you came all the way from Boston. I here? came all the way from Boston. Man, to that's be uh, here. that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, there's three other guys from Boston. There's a few Boston. Did y'all come in a van together? Or no, no, no. Well, no, we all live in a van back in Boston. But uh, the thing the thing is that, that this San Francisco this. Mutiny Radio kind of thing, especially, is is a lot like Boston in the way Boston is very much about alternative comedy. Like I, I, we're all underground comics. Like I'm an under, I'm considered kind of an underground comic, even okay. though I'm an old old guy. But like Bill Burr, is he? How does he rate in your? I mean, I I like the guy, but I don't know. Maybe he's just kind of like uh, Bill he's sold out. Well, Bill Bill Burr is highly revered where I uh-huh. come from. Okay. And uh, because he's from, he's there. like the homeboy, right? Yeah, he's a homeboy, and he will come. He will come to your mics. He will show up at a show. He'll walk in and, and, and take you know, do, do a few minutes or whatever, and, and yuck it up with the guys, and take pictures with you, and uh-huh. shoot the shit. Good. And he's a decent guy. He's a straight shooter. Everybody knows that about him, you know. And he's he's sort of the guy that people that people look at when they say, you know, if you're gonna be edgy and you're gonna do stuff that is either borders on race or borders on sexism or borders on this right. that, it better be fucking funny like yeah. it, you better be able to sell that shit yeah. and bill burr sells you know his stuff yeah and, he and he's and he's a straightforward guy he's known you know what you see is what you get and at the end of the day he's a, he's a really nice guy right on so um he doesn't live in the van or did he ever live in the van with you guys i don't know bill's origin story really <laughs> i i never knew him back then when i started doing comedy in the 90s though interestingly enough i was doing you know, w- we would have mics and there would be showcases where you got like, you know, 10, 10 guys would do seven minutes a piece or 10 guys would do 10 minutes a piece. And I was doing these things with like Mark Marin and, and uh, Adam Sandler okay. and those guys. You know, they were all right. like micers and shit back right, then. Right, right. You know? Well, that's uh, – I hope those guys ended up on their feet. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> – I've heard of one, one of those guys. <laughs> right. So, uh, Melina, what about um, a lot of uh, women in uh, comedy? Ha! <laughs> I'm I just mean, hearing like guys Portland? and bands and I don't know. I mean, it's kind of Portland doesn't have. I mean, it ha- uh, I don't know. The majority is guys, but uh-huh. there are funny women out there. Yeah, I, I think it's like around here too, and you know, it's just like sometimes it's just like one, and you're like, yeah, right. I was just at the Let's open see. mic here, uh-huh. and I was well besides Pam, I was the only woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. But um, I mean, I don't. Uh, I mean, I I consume. I, I don't get out much anymore. But they got this thing Netflix. You heard of this? Uh, it's like a, it <laughs> yeah. comes right on your your TV set. <laughs> and um, uh, I see all kinds of uh, uh, women that I really that are really like hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, so they're coming from somewhere. Right. I love yeah. Tig Notaro. Yeah. Yeah. Tig right. is awesome. Yeah, she does a lot of shit out where I live too. So, 
Yeah, big I just fat. saw um, shit, and I'm just like so bad. My memory is so bad. But it was the one, uh, the woman who did the uh, press, uh, the DC press thing, and uh, raised hell. Oh, come on, man, redhead. Um, Kathy Griffin. Is that no, 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 no. Um, uh, anyway, went and saw her in town, and she's uh, she's great. I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't put the name. To she it. was on, and it was like it was like Trump's first uh, year, so it was the, the thing. He wasn't there, but then she tore into the press secretary. I, rem- I remember the event. I just don't remember who it is. Uh, that'll bug us now. I'll yeah, it, it will. All right, producers, do the producers please research yeah. that for us? <laughs> Get it on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but um. Yeah. So, what do you th- you got any theories on that one? Women, it's just too scary out there. Too many like. Because the guys are kind of scary a little bit, right? Comedians are, especially some of them open micers. It just micers. gets kind of tiring, all the dick jokes. And yeah. For me. Yeah. Personally. It's tiring for me. Do you think it's like, do they think that's funny or? Uh, right what you know, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I that's don't. What they think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That no, it's wi- no. There's weird and there's weird crazes and fra- and th- you know in 30 years. I mean, I've seen you know the trends of <laughs> grocery store jokes to the airline jokes to the now it's dick jokes. Back in Boston, it's starting the ass eating jokes was a big trend mm. at Mike's. And yes. It's so there's a lot of this me too uh-huh. stuff that goes on, especially at Mike's. Like, oh my God, so I need an ass eating joke. I don't. Ha-. I'm like, no, you don't really need one right. of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So do you uh. Do you want to, uh, uh, Melina? Do you want to get out of town other than coming here? Do you ever get out of town and and do? Yeah, other I've towns? done uh, a bit of shows in Seattle and uh, Eugene, which is not too out. But uh-huh. uh, do you have an agent? How do you book these things? I don't. Um, my cheery self. All right. <laughs> hey. Um. That's good, but I mean, so you do the research. It's like, oh, all right, you look up. There's some comedy clubs there. Yeah. You call. Um, has how's that experience been? Like when you went to Seattle, was that uh, pleasurable, or was it just like fucking drag? I mean, I went with another comedy friend, so it was good. It was fun. I didn't do super well at the show, but <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, I mean, Seattle's a nice town. There, I've been. It's a grayer port. It's like <laughs> it's like the, the open mic, man. All is just drear and right. <laughs> trench coats. Uh, uh, you guys listen to music much? Yeah, all yeah. the time, constantly. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like, how do you consume your music? I mean, just uh, through my phone. Your phone, yeah. dig, and like a Spotify or something along those lines or things like that. Yeah. So do you? Um, do you have like go tos you do, or do you like uh, pop, you know, like whatever's uh, big on the billboard, or uh, you know, depending on how you feel? Uh, yeah, sometimes it's depending on how I feel, but uh, for some reason, I since a young age, I've kind of been drawn to the '60s, '70s, like Beatles and yeah, uh, that stuff Frankie still works. Valley and oh wow, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some of his records, uh, not here, but um, but I did bring some uh, comedy records in, and, and I I 
gave them to you, and then yeah. so did you pick like something out of those? I or? kind of my parents actually introduced my sister and I to my mother's brothers at a young age, ah. so I am in love with them. Okay, was there any cuts on that? Did you do you know we that right that bit? At especially all? yeah, especially the mom always mom liked always the best liked the one. Best. That's great. The There's also tattoo song. Is not bad. I don't know that one, but well, well we'll you do. Can call we'll me stupid. We'll do the big. I do. Yeah, that one too. Um, which one do you prefer? Um, we'll we can play. Uh, Mom always liked the best. That's the that's the that's the hit, right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what about well, you, Casey? Anything there you see uh, that you grabbed? Oh yeah, I mean we we all we both we consolidated okay. on yeah. the same on the same all stuff. Right. The George Carlin record and W. C. Fields, who's just like absolutely awesome. Okay. He's W.C. Fields told my favorite joke ever. You ready? What, yeah. what is that? I, I always keep these sedatives handy in case I see a snake, which I also keep handy. Yeah, the guy was a fucking <laughs> genius. Okay, but he, he, and he used and get this. He he was he was a he was a world class drunk apparently, yes. and he used to go around That's and depo he, he used to take his money when he would get his money from his stuff. He would go to random banks and deposit his money, and he deposited oh. his money in all all over the place, and then never remembered where it was. And uh, and he died. died he died. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. He was doing it for like for all his money because he was too drunk to deposit it. He was oh like an awesome gosh. juggler too. Was like, he? Yeah, he was like he had this whole career before uh, huh. Hollywood. Yeah, he was like a vaudeville, like like crazy, stupid, like my God, you're in like a circus from Russia kind of juggling, you know, like bouncing things off walls and seven balls at a time and that so sort of thing. Yeah, so there's no real good album notes on this thing, but we were just like W. C. Fields, hell yeah. So there's okay. So what we, what we can do is uh, I got a song queued up, but um, I also have uh, there's a segment that we do it's called rise from the basement because it's no lie in the basement we're miles apart no surprise kind of rise from the basement what it is it's home recordist any style any genre they just record music uh in their homes cool. so it could be with a super awesome setup people sent you stuff on their phone or on their computer or whatever so it's uh there's no uh so people send me links to their stuff and okay. usually go in cold and sometimes it's, uh, uh, you know, and I'm, I don't judge if there's no like critiquing or anything and just play it. So um, this one here, if I got to fire up my machine here. Only two kinds of music in the world, music and good music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, good I don't even Music and good music, better music. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> let's see. So this, um. This particular song is, um, is a, uh, a friend of mine who uh, um, decided to do a cover of a Beatles song, I Am the Walrus. Ah. So this is Steve Ginsburg um, and friends uh, performing and uh, doing I Am the Walrus. And um, Great. I'm, I'm touching this, and it, it has responded. Um,
mom always likes you the best. There you go. What do you my mean? My mom always liked my brother best, and she never liked me. Mom and why you, you and mom. Why do you keep telling me mom always likes you because best? Because she... Every time you get mad, you say, mom always liked you best. Oh, yeah? Well, mom always liked you best. You want to know... And you always picked on me? You and mom, you and my mom and my brother get together and say, we don't like you. Because mom liked you best you know and she why never liked me. Wait a minute. Do you know why she likes me best? She... Oh, you... Would you like to know why she likes me best? Sure she likes me best. Why not? I never knew mom liked you best. Your mom always used to pick on me. That's now I remember. Yeah, now you remember. Mom liked you best and she never liked me. You want to know why? Why? Because I happen to be an only child. Touchy, touchy. <laughs> Touché. Touché. This just isn't too nice, Tommy. Your mom gave you a dog. My mom gave my brother a dog, and I didn't get to have a dog in more Everybody than Everybody had dogs. I didn't have a dog. You got to have a dog in more than anything in the whole world. I want to have a dog of my own. I asked my mom, I said, Mom, I want to I wanna have a dog like my brother Dickie Smothers. You remember me. I'm Tommy Smothers. <laughs> And I never got to all have right, a dog, and you wouldn't let me play I with your dog or anything. I remember when I was 10 years old, I said, oh, if I could only have a dog. My brother had a dog, and Quit I couldn't. Crying, I buddy. didn't get to play with your dog, and Why you, and you would always tell Mom when I play with your dog, hey, Tommy's playing with my dog. You remember Tommy, the kid you don't like so much? <laughs> and I didn't get to play with a dog, and I didn't have a dog. Uh, hold it a minute. And before we go any further, you... You know you had your own pet already. From a chicken. <laughs> well, you wanted it. No fun playing with a chicken. They don't bark good. You wanted it. You I didn't want that. You wanted to sell the eggs. It was a rooster. <laughs> and every Saturday, my brother, they would, all, the, all of his friends, they get on their, they all get up their dogs and they get their bicycles. And they, You had a wagon. That was a good wagon. One wheel. <laughs> What'd you do with the other wheels? Well, it was hard for the chicken to pull that one wheel wagon. Listen. You never liked me, and you went on hikes, and you and. You know why you didn't get to go on hikes? You, you never would accept. You no, know, you even had a doll. A what? A doll. <laughs> My brother had a doll. You shut up. About my doll. You had that dolly. I remember you and your dolly. <laughs> I said, Mom, don't give me a dolly. <laughs> I, I was always, I always liked my brother. Mom says, always like your brother. And I liked my brother. We used to hang around and do things together. Every, about once every three or four months, he'd say, come on, Tom, let's go smoke some Crayolas. <laughs> I certainly did not say that. You did, too. I did not. It stains your teeth. You go on hikes. That's right, we went on hikes, because dogs and boys go on hikes. You can't take a chicken on a hike. Frank was a good hiker. 
Pikes, and all the guys knew Frank was the best hiking chicken in the block. The reason you couldn't go on a hike, you couldn't keep up. You and that crummy wagon. But you want to know the real reason? That's just one real wagon around. All right, Tommy, but you want to know the real reason? Is that it wasn't your place to go on a hike with us. We liked you, we liked the chicken, but boys and dogs, they go on hikes together, they're buddies, you know? A little boy even sleeps with his dog. You've never realized the place for a boy in this chicken. Chicken coop. You should have kept that crummy chicken in that chicken coop, Tom, and away from my dog. My uh, chicken killed his dog. <laughs> That's the Q-Man, uh, Quincy Jones, um, you know, uh, yeah, he's a good producer. Uh, there he is singing, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Smack Water Jack. Um, I want to thank uh, 
Scott from Flat Black Plastic for for letting me have this record. Um, he's he's good like that. Flat Black Plastic Saturdays, uh, noon to two. Good show. Um, Melina, Mel- Melina, Casey, what? Uh, so uh, I know you guys got to get going. You got your uh, open mic. I know you got. They're out there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. The cars warmed up and. But um, uh, let's talk a little bit. We we you guys picked out this uh, uh, Smothers Brothers. So what do you think? Oh uh, my gosh! You think that's uh, you think that stuff's here to stay? I mean, you ever uh, did you ever have a comedy record, Casey? Uh, n- no. Um, th- I tell you that stuff is classic though. I I would encourage like all young comics to to listen to the old stuff because. Like I listen to Andy Griffiths. I listen to Bob Hope invented stand-up. I mean, so right. it's like, and, and you listen to these guys, and I don't care if it's from the 30s, 40s, 50s. You listen to somebody that's good, and you're going to hear the callbacks and the reversals, and the cur- you're going to he- you're going to hear the craft put into it exactly. So the same is way it? it so I, I see that the because um, one of the bonding things I got with my ki- I got a 16 year old kid now, but one of the things that we've always kind of bonded on is t- watching TV together. Um, and, um, yeah. one thing we really like to watch is, uh, stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. So, and then we're also into, like, um, John Oliver and Trevor Noah and, Ooh, and yeah. uh, Colbert, you know. So that's kind of how we, our, all our news is filtered through the various comedians. But, um, so, but he started getting into, uh, like, George Carlin, you know, watching, because a lot of his, his stuff is, uh, is on YouTube. So, right. um, it, it's, um. Sure, what my point was on that, but um, yeah, I guess you know. Uh, oh, oh, it, it was the formula. So it's like this, you know. So we're I'm watching, you know, we're watching all this, all these comedy comedians and our comics, right? And um, but there is that kind of like uh, outline, or not? I don't know if it's an outline, but it's like th- you know the. There, there are formulas. There's yep. craft. There's mechanics. There's uh, there's timing. There's beat. Yeah. Uh, the and way you put things around. The way you wait on the audience. The way you put in the, the callback the change like it's just clear it's very clear cut and uh, and that's stuff that's something that you guys are uh, you do well not everybody does you know there's a lot there's no rules in comedy as they say and there really never have been but when it comes to stand-up there are some things that work better especially for some people than others and and the, and the, the methods of how the stuff works is different do you do blue Casey I work, I work blue. I also work clean. I also have family. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I like it when I can pull the stops out. But to make money, I got to be able to to work clean. Like when I first right. started in the business, you weren't, you didn't get like they told me you'll never work TV if you don't work clean. Because in the '90s, there was no there was no blue right. television. What about you, um, Melina? You uh, overall pretty clean. All right. I mean swear words, but uh, I, you know a, a well placed uh, f bomb is uh, <laughs> works wonders. Yeah, oh especially yeah, when Miller. I look like a little yeah. girl. What did she say? Yeah, some but people definitely <laughs> some people uh, uh, once as complained about like you know whether or not you had to use a cuss word and when right. you don't. And Dennis Miller used to had a had a great line about saying you know he has this joke about um, that he said it doesn't work without the without the cuss word in it. And the joke is that uh, uh, this guy was on trial recently for. Uh, murder, and he said that he murdered the, the his wife because he had low blood sugar at the time. Right. And the guy says, "So what you mean is all you needed was a fucking Zagnut bar? Yeah. <laughs> You'd have been okay." And so he said, "The joke never works without saying fucking Zagnut bar." You right. know, he says you can't make a joke work without it. But 
I don't know. You know, I, I, I have cuss words because I naturally cuss in my real life. And so when I'm <laughs> when I'm up on stage and I I'm mean doing same. a little more natural. Yeah. So Melina, is that is that something that um I mean, do you find your you take on a, a different persona when you're on stage or uh, I know it had to be like awkward as hell to like do that like a sitting bit. there, you know, <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm kinda the same. I just have this deadpan, like uh-huh. dry about myself right and I have you ever worked with people who have like it's like they go on stage and it's like a whole nother thing yeah oh yeah is that kind of weird or is it well when you're like right next to it and you're just talking to them one way and <laughs> right. uh, yeah well no, it's not weird to us because like it's you know you recognize that some comics are like you know that's they, they like emo phillips or something you know that's huh? the thing he's got to do to do his thing you know and he will do that stuff when he takes a picture with me or he's whatever, a chicago boy or yeah, he's like he's, downers grove know, or something He's normal, mostly, with the normal guys. You know, him and Laurie Anderson went to the same high school. Oh, really? If you know Laurie Anderson, the avant-garde musician. Label. Well, I I actually opened, I used to open for Judy Tenuta back in the the olden days, and I was opening for her when she and him were together Mm -hmm. for a little while. <laughs> that was like a million years ago. So you, wha- can, you can hear. I was just saying, like er, earlier, you can hear um, uh, the 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 stuff that they that they do in these things has changed. You know, over the years, I, I'm trying to think of the point I was trying to make earlier about um, you know the comedy and the craft. Go on. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think what you were saying is that there is that they uh, younger uh, you know comics coming up could could learn a lot from listening to these old records and stuff. And yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, I brought in, like I brought a, a prior uh, record in, and I and I just kind of went cold on it. And then he was throwing, like, a bunch of F-bombs, but not, like, the good ones, you know, more of, uh, you know, towards, like, the gay community. And um, I was just like, ah, well, you know, it's slightly awkward. But, um, uh, you know, that's, I guess, Th- it was there a different time. You know? there, that, is <laughs> that, I- that is very much the thing. But what... What is, you know, I think it's, uh, Mark Maron put it p- pretty well when he talked about now there's a big controversy about, oh, you know, people are too soft and so you can't do comedy. But, you know, if you can't do comedy without, without you're going to offend somebody, but if you can't do comedy without being, you know, completely offensive Duffing to everybody, up. it may not be right, it may not be the right, you know, may not be the right gig for you or something. But well, some, I, some I guess, you know, uh, if you're, uh, if you're not tough enough, you shouldn't be like, you know, wandering into the comedy. Oh, I remember what I was going to say before. That All that right. That some of the things that some of the things change stay the same, but they change. So, for example, Smothers Brothers, they got canceled in the in, it because of pressure from like Nixon and stuff like that, yeah. because he was against their kind of like they all, all had their files on him, you know, the F- because that FBI was considered like I mean, he had Lenny Bruce, but you know, he was on an extreme in those days. That was as free speechy sort of as you got was like you know Rowan and Martin's laughing or like the right, Smothers right. Brothers that kind of. Interestingly, also music and Smothers Brothers connection. The Who actually played on the Smothers Brothers once, and they were supposed to close the show with uh, My Generation. And Keith Moon wanted his drums to have this little explosion when he, and uh-huh. they, he didn't like the size of the charge, so he asked them to increase it, and then he increased it himself. And he ended up making a big explosion, got burnt, and Pete Townsend had hearing problems oh for the rest gosh. of his life from that. Smothers Brothers trivia, right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was this: they got canceled in the '60s, right? In the '80s. Um, in Boston, Lenny Clark 
and Martin and and uh, uh, Martin Olson, who's a great comic who lives in Cal who lives in California. He's like the voice of uh, the guy from the Nightosphere on Adventure Time. He writes a lot of music for you know the, the cartoon I like Adventure shows. Time. He's fucking hysterical. But he used to be like this this comedy pianist and singer, and he used to work with Lenny Clark. And they had a show in the studio in Boston, in uh, Cambridge. And they did this one episode that uh, in their their comedy show they did this segment called News for Negroes. And when they did it, they immediately got canceled. You know, and the show was canceled forever. It started like a little controversy from that time. I now produce a show, Cambridge Comedy Underground show, in the same studio those guys were in. In my third episode, I also got canceled. And it's called News. Oh, was <laughs> News for Bitter White Men? No, the, uh, <laughs> no, the Cambridge Comedy Underground. But it's it's free speech comedy, like you guys are doing on radio. I'm doing that in this television market. They canceled us, but all is well because the producer and I decided to fund it ourselves, and we produce it now. And it's like same thing. So interesting how the times change, but the scenarios are the same. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's all human nature, right? We're all just on our way somewhere. So uh, off you guys go. Good yes. luck. Are you? Um, Thanks for having. Uh, Thank you. You're you're quite welcome. Um, I was looking forward to this. Uh, Melina, you've already done your 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 stint here. No, you're no, coming. No, uh, One more time show. for your uh, whatever the hell that thing was. Spec strip. Spec strip. Yes. We're both. Do I'm I'm one of your players. I know. In spec. Right. Okay, so they're gonna She's do a spec script. About that, but she'll get so over. they're gonna do a play in what's it called again? One Tree Hill. Yeah, we're gonna oh do one man, tree hill the imagery. It's amazing. Which I've also never seen, so it should be hysterical. And then, uh, Casey, you got, are you going to do a stand-up bit, or are you just that's your that's your uh, next I'm thing? Or no, I'm gonna I'm uh, I'm like all over the place, Bill. I'm gonna do uh, just JW what you're doing Megawatt here. That's all I care about is your Mutiny Radio gig. Yes, what, yes. When's JW that? Megawatt on Thursday. I'm gonna do um, uh, for the tapes for me is on Saturday. I'm doing Hell Hat on Friday night. Uh, and I'm doing Friends of the Pod. I think tomorrow, and the fe spec strip follow up on Thursday. Oh, so you guys give uh, your right, names, right, right. your names, and any sort of uh, particulars that people might want to follow you on or anything like that. I'm Melina Best. Instagram is bestmelina123. I'm Casey McNeil. Uh, my Facebook page is uh, Casey McNeil Comedy, and uh, my YouTube channel. And you can also get my Instagram is Casey McNeil Graham. <laughs>
someone who had lines in her face. I found her there, but she was past all concern. I asked her to hold me. I said, Lady, unfold me, but she scorned me, and she told me. could never return Well I argued all night like so many have before saying whatever you give me seemed to need so much more Then she pointed at me where I kneeled on her floor slyly refuse me just win me or lose me it is this that the darkness is for I cried oh lady midnight I fear that you grow the stars eat your body And all they said It never once went to her head She had everything it seemed Not a careless teenage queen Not a careless teenage queen Other boys could offer more But she loved the boy next door Who worked at the candy store Dream on, dream on, teenage queen You should be a moving queen He would marry her next spring Save his money one day a movie scout came to town to take her out. Came to town to take her out. Hollywood could offer more, so she left the boy next door, working at the candy store. Dream on, dream on, teenage queen, see you on the movie screen. Very soon she was a star, pretty house and shining car, swimming pool and a fence around, but she missed her old hometown. But she missed 
People always want to know how you get started on this job. I guess they ask musicians, too, and actors and everything, but uh, they always want to know how you get started. They say, how'd you get started? <laughs> say to you, did you always want to be a comedian? Well, not in the womb, but right after that, yes. <laughs> sure. But class clown is when you really do get a chance to kind of uh, work out, you know. Because the classroom is the best place. The classroom's best because, well, no one's allowed to laugh there. And suppressed laughter, you know, is the easiest to get, the most fun. You know, like when you're kneeling in front of a casket. <laughs> During the sermon, whatever it is. And in the classroom, Class clown always sounds like there was only one of them, you know? It sounds like the class clown, but that's not true, really. There was, you know, quite often there were two or three or four of them. <laughs> Sometimes you'd have a whole classroom full of them, man. If the main guy was absent, second banana would fill in, right? <laughs> yeah. And the class clown wasn't really uh, so unique. You know, he didn't necessarily do things that were real different, uh, it was that uh, he learned things first. He discovered things first and passed them on to the other guys, right? Class Clown was the first to discover a lot of musical things. Uh, he was the first one to get into Hawaiian nose humming, right? <laughs> well, if you're gonna play, play, you know. Playing head. Uh, you had to be a little mazo for that anyway. You know, you know? That in throat. <sighs> Found out later in life the beard acts as a mute for soft passages. Right? Uh, well, anyway. Class clown was the first guy to discover this, usually in gym class, right? Artificial fart under the arm. <laughs> or as we called it in New York, the artificial fart under the arm. <laughs> there are a lot of ways to make the fart sound when you're a kid. Let me have this one too. <laughs> and then the crook of your arm. <laughs> Mm. 
It was an important sound, you know. I get it. We found so many ways to make it, you know. I didn't need any of those fancy ones, because I could, uh... I was into the bilabial fricative, you know. I was so glad when I found out that had a real official name to it, man. I uh, started out as a child <laughs> and uh, grew up in the streets of Philadelphia playing street football and everything. It was a marvelous time. And uh, let me tell you about my pair of shoes. The first pair of shoes I ever had that I played uh, football in, street football. We didn't have any sneakers. There was only one kid in our neighborhood that had a pair of sneakers. His name was Rudy. I'll never forget it. Rudy came running by us so fast. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. It was something fast. You know, and it came up. How you doing, gang? How's everything? It's good to see you. What, what do you got on? I got on sneakers. See that? They make you run fast. You can run. Stop on a dime. I'll give you nine cents change. And I can keep you up. And you see these little rubber balls on the, on the side there? Yeah, well, they keep me from making sparks, setting my pants on fire, because I run so fast, you know. And, but we always had, like, a second pair of shoes to run in. Second pair of shoes used to be the best pair. But now they, you can go and get a good pair, and they become the seconds, you see. 
You wear out the sole, take him to the shoe repairman, and instead of putting leather on, he puts on a rubber sole, which is cheaper, and at the same time, better for you to run in, because rubber, you can stop. So there's a difference the way they put on the sole. Now, leather, they sew. Rubber, the shoe repairman tacks. So when you run and play, you don't wear the sole out as fast as you wear out the heads of the nails that hold on the sole. So when you do wear out the sole, you don't wear out the nails, the sole flaps down. And when you walk, it's embarrassing because your shoe flaps. You know, you flap, flap, flap like that, you know. Now, if you got a pair of corduroy pants on, you turn into a one-man band, you know. Flap, 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 that kind of thing. And these shoes were great, because if you see a quarter, you don't have to bend over, you know. You just pick it right up, you know. Just keep walking. Great pair of shoes. We played street football right there on the street. And uh, this is where we had the greatest quarterback in the world. Our quarterback, he had to control 23 men on a side. And he was really great at it. You women don't know anything about it. You played with dolls and stuff like that. But he's a guy with an ingenious mind. He'd call a football play like this. He'd always get down on one knee and draw. Hey, that's black. Is
like to speak a few words on temperance, that's fine. Keep it down there. Ladies and gentlemen, down with rum. Ever since the beginning of time, there has been a drink problem. Quite a problem. Even a greater problem now, it's so scarce. Throughout the Middle Ages, the use of liquor was universal. And drunkenness was so common, it was unnoticed. They called it the Middle Ages, because no one was able to walk home unless they were between two other fellows. I was usually the middle guy. But through the years, enlightenment came, and with it, the control of spiritus fermenti. And controlling spiritus fermenti is tougher than tying a hair ribbon on a bolt of lightning. <laughs> That's a good simile. The first instance of federal authority in this country was when George Washington put down the Whiskey Rebellion in Pennsylvania. I imagine George put down a little of the vile stuff, too. <laughs> there was a fellow that really lived. What a guy, what a man. Now, before I go any further, please do not labor under the misconception that I always have been a teetotaler. No. In my younger days, I was prone to take a nip. I chortle now at the former weakness in my otherwise strong character. But how well I remember my first encounter with a devil's brew. Devil's brew. I happened to stumble across a case of bourbon, and I went right on stumbling for several days thereafter. Of course, now, I touch nothing stronger than buttermilk. 90 proof buttermilk. I look on my days of reverie with scorn and reproachment and shudder when I recall going to the corner saloon, tugging at my daddy's coattails and saying, Father, dear father, come home with me now and bring a jug with you. However, I came from a very illustrious family. My great-grandfather was a friend of Benjamin Franklin's. In fact, my great-grandfather would have discovered electricity, but he was too poor to buy a kite. He had to go out and hire one. I have a picture of him at home, standing in front of the town tavern. He was hiring a kite, much higher.
Yeah, it's been Bug Off Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, stay tuned for uh, Fuck Off. This is the sound of musical curiosity, bitch. Um, no, it's uh, it's not that at all. But uh, Bear is here. What do you got going for us, Bear? Mike 2. Mike, Mike 2. March Madness. March Madness. Uh, it is upon us. Yes. It is. The song's about madness. Dig. All right. And... Uh, Remember, in these in these troubled times, uh, uh, wash your hands and count to twenty. I'm moving 